Hello and welcome to another episode of Jerk and Soy. My name is Jerk. My name is Soy. And welcome to another episode of our show. Our show where we give unqualified and unsolicited opinions on pop culture. Welcome back to another <laughs> week of non-consecutive proper Oops. release dates. Yay. My bad. That's my fault. I was away last week. And, but, you know, say lovey. Life, quarantine, modifications due to quarantine, etc., etc. How was your last week, though? Oh, it was great. I was basically away at an outreach veterinary clinic, so we were just doing some wellness appointments for dogs in, um, like, a First Nations reserve. That sounds really kind and sweet. It was fun. I learned a lot. I haven't really, like, done a lot of clinical work in a long time so that was a that was a really good experience and like all the dogs were terrible obviously because they're not used to being Care. around people oh. yeah well <laughs> what health, usually I you were gonna say healthcare, but uh <laughs> no they're usually like outdoors like they don't have a lot of contact with other dogs or other people and then like you put them in a situation where we're doing like curbside wellness clinics so like it was just like probably the worst environment for them as well like, so yeah, it was difficult okay yeah could i could imagine like probably being like inside a clinic would be you know easier no yeah if we were yeah i mean yeah it would have been we were just like outside like working out of a garage and like you know dogs very close to each other it's hot it was really hot out it was wild i got pulled around like a rag doll by some very big dogs oh my wow but it was fun okay anyway how are you I remember this time. Well, I mean, uh, apart from banks saying that I'm not a millionaire, so I don't qualify to buy a home. Well, also... They didn't say you're not a millionaire. You are not a millionaire. (laughs) Important distinction. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. I've been seeing a lot of memes where it's like, in order to buy a home in 2021, you need to have richer parents. Um. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like an actual ad someone put up? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Or get them to sell theirs, you know. But hey, I'll say lovey. Just wait for the bubble to pop. That's exactly what's going to happen. I am not... I am, there is, and everybody who's who's really forcing themselves into really weird binds right now in order to just get it, I, I don't see. What's the point? What's the point? Unless it's a pressing issue, what's the point? Although we, I mean, people have been saying that about like Hong Kong for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That has not happened. Okay, but Hong Kong, it seems like everybody over there is becoming more and more rich by the day. So are we here? Not as not at the as rate that not as, at the rate that uh, as as Chinese has some Chinese. Well, again, again, <laughs> the polarities. <laughs> the polarities, exactly. In order for somebody to be rich, there needs to be somebody being taken advantage of. <laughs> and a few, uh, quite a few, and, and a few at that, exactly. So, wow, way to start off really Woo! dark right off the top. Woo! So, should we do the apology first? I want to apologize to the internet. I owe you an apology. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm only here to say that I'm so sorry. I don't know who that person was. Was the person that I didn't want to be. I said I made a huge mistake. I don't expect to be forgiven. You know, I failed you. I wish that I could say this is the last time that I would make a mistake. Be sorry for until the day I die. Yes. Speaking of, oh, speaking of China. Yeah. What's yeah, going exactly. on with that? Um, this week, we have John Cena apologizing to the Chinese people. So some context like, for what happened. So I don't know if you noticed, but John Cena is in in, in the new Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Fitting. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that franchise has been like 
scrounging up all of the char- uh, all the actors of that arena. You know, slowly, slowly, they get incorporated into the franchise. What other story do they have to tell? Well, I who knows? Apparently, they're going to space in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Cars in space, <laughs> fast and furious in space. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm quite, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the franchise. I cannot say the same for myself. I cannot. It's just so ridiculous. I love how ridiculous it is. And then like on the side, they're like, family is everything. You got Vin Diesel being like, yeah, family above everything else. And then, and then, uh, I don't know, then like some laws of physics are defiled. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, John Cena is in the new Fast and Furious, and he was doing promo for it. And in one of the promos, he says that Taiwan is one of the first countries to see Fast and Furious 9. And that's the problem. There you go. That's what he did. That was triggering for lots of Chinese people who don't recognize Taiwan as a country. So what do they consider it as? A territory (laughs) that should be under China? Oh my, a region with people. A place that should rightfully be Chinese. It is n- and is not a country, I guess. So he had a uh, perfectly uh, logical slip. He said he had a slip. And honestly, like, who knows? Like, I don't even, like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if John Cena, like, doesn't even, like, know or care about this issue. Like, if you're just recording a bunch of press, like, you just, like, loop. Like, you know, you just be like, oh, Taiwan, country. So he he said this on the press tour, like, within Asia, I assume? I think it was in one of those, like, recorded videos. Gotcha. Okay, so he wasn't, like, in China. Oh, I, that I'm not 100% sure on. But, um, yeah, so he did an apology. A new twist to apologies. He did it in Mandarin. He did. That was quite impressive, actually. I had no... I, okay, <laughs> I did not know John Cena knew how to speak Mandarin. I remember like watching Trainwreck and he does a bit in that movie where he speaks in Mandarin. And I thought it was just like a throwaway joke. And it turns out he knows how to speak Mandarin. It sounded quite believable to me. It was not bad at all. He was... So apparently he knows how to speak Mandarin because there was a period of time where WWE wanted to break into the Chinese market. Oh, wow. So he that is some dedicated dedication to your craft. Yeah, and he got so into it that he was like, well, I'm going to learn this now. Like, Oh, wow. So that's how he... Uh, oh, wow. Okay. That's really impressive. Yeah. So anyway, in his apology, he says, I mean, in Mandarin, but I'll just say it in English. He says that he made a mistake, you know, doing while doing all this press. Um, he says that he has to say something that's very, 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 very important. And that's like he loves and respects China and Chinese people. Very, very sorry. You know, sorry. I'm really sorry. X, Y, Z, et cetera. <laughs> I'm sorry for speaking my truth. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, fast. I mean, he has to. I mean, whether or not he cares about this issue or whether he believes it or not, like, he ha- I think he had to do this. I'm pretty sure. Like, contra- well, I don't even know if it's maybe so contractually, but like for the sake of the Chinese dollar, yeah. you know, of course. I mean, <laughs> and the profiting of this, the movie studio. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you know Fast and Furious is like this huge thing in China? No, I did not know that. It is one of the biggest, like probably second only to like Marvel. It is the biggest second biggest franchise hollywood franchise in china oh wow yeah like the last one 
Fate F8 of the Furious is the second highest grossing US film in China. Oh, wow. Behind Endgame. Wow. Wow. You know what's not going to be on that list? The Eternals. Oh, we'll see. I wonder if they're going to not play that movie there. You think they're not going to play that movie there? No. No, I don't think so. I think they feel pretty like they they seem to be the type of region that seems uh quite steadfast and strong in their uh ideals yeah however i you know it feels like it would be it's unfortunate but yeah if you want to talk about cancel culture you should you should look at what's going on over there true cancel culture yeah exactly state sanctioned cancel culture exactly so okay so back to the apology i guess the one thing that struck out to me or stuck out to me was he doesn't actually say what he's apologizing for. Doesn't. He just kind of said, like, I made a mistake. Exactly. Which is why before I you know, I saw the apology before I knew contextually what he's even talking about. I was like, well, what? I thought I missed it at a point because I was like, what are, you, what are you apologizing? For? That's a really large part of an apology. Which then leads me to believe, okay, of course, you don't actually mean this, but you have to say this for the sake of money. Yeah. Someone from Universal called him up. I was like, Carl, what did you do? <laughs> He's like, what? What did I do? I don't even know. <laughs> called it a country. What? Isn't it? No, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for that, for okay, I understand the reason behind it, but for that very reason, I have to go ahead and give it a 6.5. Ooh. Are you giving him extra points for doing it in Chinese? No. Damn. However, that is impressive. No, like if someone like apologized to you in Patois, you wouldn't be like, wow, how genuine. Just like some white person. No, for some reason, I feel like I'd feel slightly more offended. <laughs> I'd probably feel more offended, actually. Wow. Wow. Minus points. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I think I'm going to give... <sighs> You're right. Does that factor in? Because you don't mean it. Yeah. He... I'm factoring in the fact that he doesn't mean it. Yeah, he probably doesn't mean it. But it's so cool that he did Mandarin. Okay, I will also go with a six point five. Wow, wow, agreeable consensus. Wow, it was, okay. it was, it was pulled up and then pulled back down. Exactly, and averaged out. Yeah, after after weighing all the options, yeah, six point five seems pretty accurate. Damn. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure people are still watching that movie. I'm very excited to see it when it comes on the air. I am not, <laughs> oh. but I'm sure I'll end up seeing it on someone's screen at some point this summer. Yeah. Well, shall we take a break and get to the dumplings in a second? Sure. All right, let's do that. And we are back with juicy dumplings. Yum. <laughs> Yummy yum. We're still workshopping that. Let us know if you have better ideas because that, that's quite terrible. Probably anything would be better than that. Like literally anything. Well, so what's the first dumpling? The first dumpling is about two comedians. Comedians. There was a recording of a comedy show where there was an opener whose name is, I hope it's Peng Dang, P-E-N-G. Okay. Okay. If you didn't, if you didn't uh, guess from that name, he is Chinese. Well, I didn't want to be <laughs> that guy. You didn't want to be that guy to assume. Anyway, he is. So he does his set, his opening set. And then he's, he finishes and he introduces the, I guess, the headliner. The headliner who is a one Tony Hinchcliffe. And if you couldn't guess by, from that name, he is white. <laughs> okay. And you could assume. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else, but yeah, okay. All right. Tony Hinchcliffe is 
I didn't know who he is before. I didn't know either of these people before. But anyway, Tony Hinchcliffe is like the more famous one. And he's like known for roasts. Like he writes for the Comedy Central roast. Oh, okay. Okay, so he... His name does sound quite familiar though. Yeah, so he, I, think, I think he does some stuff for like Joe Rogan and yada, yada, yada. Uh. Anyway, successful comedian. So he hops on stage and begins with... How about one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here? Oh, well, well. Then proceeds to do some stuff in an Asian accent and more general commentary about how bad the guy set was, essentially. Oh. I don't know, called the audience like race traders or something, something. Because I think the guy, like the opening guy did some like stop Asian hate material in his set. Okay. Okay. So very swiftly, my man, Tony Hinchcliffe dropped by his agency, removed from some event Uh, and uh, never to be heard from at least for a few months. I would uh, assume. Wait, when did this happen? I don't know. Like last week. Oh my. You see (sighs) the thing with, Again, the thing with Con- as long as it's actually funny, you know, you kind of can say anything. But that string of words didn't sound funny to me. <laughs> God, the- it, yeah, it wasn't. And also, I just like, like I think I can accept everything else. I can accept the Asian accent. I can accept you like essentially dragging this other person for what whatever hmm. you know i feel like that's like within your especially in comedy i'm like okay that like that's with and you're a roaster so like this is within your wheelhouse of things that i think you are allowed to do mm-hmm. i, I mean if you're going to roast i mean you should have some thick skin you know yeah you should but i just don't understand like why would you use that word like just don't like just don't <laughs> just there's the and I mean, he should know this better, but there's nothing that's funny that is just about like berating somebody and like just <laughs> calling them a bunch of names. Like that's, that's not, it's not funny. It's not funny. And it's just, uh, it's just like, why? Like, why would you do that? Why do you think that's okay? Like, and I saw like so many people being like, oh, you know, like the PC, the cancel culture, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, no, you used a racial slur. Like I didn't know. This isn't like something up for debate. There's so many other ways to get around. There's so many other things that you can say. There, there's so many funny things that you can say. You know, there's so many funny things you can say in in place of a racial slur. Yeah, especially in 2021. Like, come I on just, now, come on now, come on now. That's just like such low hanging fruit. I just and distasteful would add that. Yeah. Anyway, so he's he's gone. Well, and uh, I'm not mad about it. Council culture. 352 <laughs> strikes again wow it strikes again it strikes again well sometimes it's necessary though because sometimes people genuinely deserve to be canceled yeah i mean like this case is like you should i shouldn't have to tell you not that you're not allowed to say this you should know that you're not allowed to say this especially like right now you said this happened a week ago especially right now yeah yikes like read the room like didn't the anti-asian hate bill like just get passed yeah, that was like last month probably. like like they're probably still printing some of those like pages off like <laughs> off the printer right now <laughs> before they like fully like put it into whatever book they keep these these notes in yeah wow yikes anyway on to the next dumpling i have a question for you how do you feel about the cw uh i guess is it not a reboot I don't know what the word is, but their series about Powerpuff Girls. What? 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. The live action? Yeah. Oh, no. I saw like a couple of clips of that maybe about, I want to say a few months ago, and it looked ridiculous, but I assumed it was a joke. No. Yeah, why, I also saw those. Photos. Why? Why? Okay, here's my here's my thing about animated things making it onto like live action. For what? There's a reason why we had it live. We had it animated for a reason, you know. And I don't care how great technology gets. I don't know. Make it CGI. You know, if you really want to, still animate it. Just make it look like you know cooler. Right. Make it look like, like I don't know, like, like Godzilla or something, you know, make it cool like that. You you don't need to. I don't need to see Angelina Jolie playing Bubbles. You wish they got Angelina Jolie wow. playing Bubbles. You're right. You're right. Who should I say? I don't need to see. What's a white woman? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's the one that plays Katniss Everdeen? Oh, my God. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence says Blossom. Okay. She also would not. <laughs> you also wish you could get Jennifer Blossom. On the CW. <laughs> on the CW. <laughs> uh, you have to be listing names that you don't actually know. Uh, Kimberly Dreykus. Sure. Whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> no but um so so actually that show first of all i agree like why would you make that into live action mm-hmm. it just feels weird it has a very specific look to it mm-hmm. and even like the style of that show i just don't understand how that remotely translates to a live action series don't don't because even like some of the like the the, the most iconic parts of of like the powerpuff girls like you know that like tron-esque trail yeah of like light that like trails behind them how do you what are you gonna do that in real life like it's gonna look ridiculous yeah and it does look ridiculous like i remember that photo of their of them in their costumes that like, <laughs> i was like what is this like this is technically accurate because in 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 reality like in the cartoon the proper girls are wearing like like rectangular clothes because <laughs> they have no body shape <laughs> and so technically this is accurate but it just looks so stupid it looks like they just went to like h&m or something and got them like the plainest colored dress they could find and then put some black tape around their waist it's okay but okay but beyond that even okay on that same point actually on that same point what the fuck are you gonna do with mojo jojo the cgi him Ooh, him that would also have to be CGI, I guess. But see, but, but here's oh, yeah, exactly. So why not just do the whole thing in CGI if you want to make it a little bit less two dimensional? You know what? I'm sure Mojo Jojo is actually some really hot guy because it's a CW <laughs> show, and so maybe he's just like some really hot guy, and then like they put like a like a like a brain thing on top of his head, <laughs> so he vaguely resembles uh, Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd have like a six pack. Yeah, exactly. An exposed six pack. Yeah. Yeah. And a white stiletto. <laughs> a white over the knee boot. Mojo Jojo did have a white stiletto. Yo, that show pushed some boundaries. Did. Oh. Oh my goodness. Um, what was who what was that that secretary? What was her name? Miss Townsend? Oh, uh, the one who works for the mayor. Yeah. And you never see her face. You never see her face. So how's that gonna work? I don't know. Oh, they're just going to have just cleavage. <laughs> just <laughs> cleavage and a, a little bit of a, a hair fro just just yeah. in the shot at all times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did they decide to cancel it? Is no. that what you're going to say? So what happened was, so they shot a pilot 
and it was meant to come out in September, and it was recently, and this is very rare in TV, but it's going to be re-piloted. Oh, wow. As in they're just redoing it. Good. With the same people. Oh, no. But they're redoing it. Oh, my. Why? <laughs> so, so the guy... Why didn't they go back to the drawing board? Like when like when Sonic... I remember when Sonic first got that, that teaser, and they looked ridiculous, and everybody made fun of it. Oh, they, and they, but they just redesigned Sonic, though, in that yeah, case. Yeah, but, but that made sense. Yeah. But here they're like going back and doing it like they're doing the whole thing again. Um, they're invested in this, huh? Yeah, I think it's because it's gotten a lot of press. They're like, let's a lot of interest. But but I would say I every piece of reaction I've seen is negative. So I don't understand what they think is going to happen. I too. Uh, maybe they're like, well, maybe if everybody still tunes in to watch it. See, I think I might still but I want to know how bad it goes. So I definitely will be tuned in. I will let you know how bad it was It was because, coincidentally, mm-hmm. a script was leaked to the internet of the pilot. <laughs> a whole script. A whole script, which, will, which I'll give you some highlights. Okay, so in this CW version of Powerpuff Girls, Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically the premise is that the powerpuff girls have now grown up i mm. guess they're powerpuff women but I, okay okay so here again <laughs> the whole premise of the show was that they were still children and had children like qualities to them which is what made them endearing but this is the cw you can't you can't sexualize oh, yeah, small girls to an extent <laughs> <laughs> to to that extent that they were, the CW requires. Uh, yeah, I forget. I forget. So I'm going to give you some excerpts from this script, okay? Mm-hmm. Blossom's fine. I saw on her Insta that she has a boyfriend. I saw on her LinkedIn that she got promoted. And I saw on Facebook that she still talks to Grandpa despite their political differences. Then Buttercup says, Coming back here is probably triggering in quotations for her. Um, And another part, Buttercup says, Bloss! Wake up, or we'll leak your news everywhere. That worked on you once. Why does it sound like it was written <laughs> by somebody named Tony in an 11th grade drama class? It is comically bad. Oh, wait, wait, here's one more. Blossom, aren't we here to investigate? Buttercup, I'm here to pick up bi-curious townies. You're here to avoid Drake. Bubbles is here to investigate, but she forgot Butch hates her. Luckily, we're dealing with another hate boner, so alcohol helps. Then Blossom, why do you know so much about hate boners? Buttercup, life is one big hate boner. There's two. Oh, my God. So listen, the Powerpuff Girls have grown up. They drink. They have sex. Buttercup is a lesbian, which we all knew already. But now it's explicit. This seems... Okay, first of all, let's pull over and talk about this obsession with referencing. Okay, I I don't... Write a script. You don't need to reference everything that's going on all the time. Like, it it doesn't make... It's not cool. It's not hip. It's not fun. It just makes whoever is writing this seem really out of touch. This is not (laughs) what everybody's talking about. It's not what everybody's talking about. It really comes across as like a 35 year old man. Like, exactly. Just like having the, probably like a grab bag of like words that the kids use. It'd be, yeah. So actually, let me correct myself. It wasn't Tony in 11th grade drama class. It's actually, yeah, it's it's a 45 year old Tony who just went through Twitter and just grabbed every single, you know, took note of everything that was trending over the over the span of like three months and was like, yeah, let's throw that in there. Yeah. So initially, this was so like absurd 
that I was like, this can't be real. But apparently it is because it got taken down and copyrighted. And so at the time, like all around the same time, the CW president says regarding the, the show being repiloted, he's like, oh, it may have felt a little too campy and not rooted in reality. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I don't think that's your issue. Here. I don't think that's the issue here at all. I don't think that's the issue here at all. I think it is too rooted in reality. And if anything, not, not campy, campy enough. enough. Accurate. Which, again, that's the whole point of the power po- Throw it out. You know what? Actually, no, no, no. I want to see it first. I do want to see it, actually. I do want to see it and then pass true judgment on it then. Well, it's coming to you eventually. Probably next year, though. Not in September anymore. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, it's a bummer because I actually did really enjoy Powerpuff Girls I did. as a child. I did, and I'm not sure why. To be honest, it's very, it's a very weird show. <laughs> to be honest, I liked everything that the Cartoon Network got pumped out. To be quite honest with you, ooh, I think I would watch. Um, I'd watch some sort of continuation of Dexter's Laboratory. You know what could be kind of cool because it wasn't too ridiculous. No, never mind. That was too ridiculous. I was gonna say Codename Kid Next Door, live action, but uh, or like, uh, wait, what's Codename Kid Next Door? You didn't watch Kids Next Door? Codename Kid Next Door? No, what is that? What? Really? Wait, I might have. Well, let me Google it. Number seven, number one, number three. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what this is about. Like, I can't recall right now. That but, was a show. But I know I've watched this. That was a show. That was a show. Oh yeah, that's that's getting rebooted. Oh, but that's for sure coming. No, I mean I didn't read anything. I just mean like that's that's coming <laughs> inevitably, and that looks like it would be. No, you know what they could do? Did you watch the one where it's like that little purple dog? Courage, the cowardly dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> you know, like they could make like a really dramatic show that's super freaking scary based on that cartoon because that cartoon terrified me it did that show was kind of scary actually i couldn't watch it and it would come on i think around around nine or so and i was like yeah this isn't what i'm gonna watch right now <laughs> i just remember being so terrified and also now i'm like what who was that show for i think it was for the adult swim audience but it's not you know like it doesn't have the... i think it was like the inter like the the intermediary like threshold because i think it came on before robot chicken around that you know that era that time so i was like yeah well i think it was for a more mature mm. audience like it doesn't have the adult jokes but it was like very scary <laughs> <laughs> scary shite I, I i i don't know why my parents let me watch that actually uh, anyway my parents i feel like my parents were also just like oh it's animated it's clearly for children oh yeah you're fine yeah and it's like something's like the dog's face getting melted off or something exactly <laughs> exactly like that like worm that was like in like a wheelchair and like screaming about something god i'm a little scared right now actually let's let's move on all right <laughs> okay okay i have one more dumpling for you uh, about one andrew yang new york mayoral oh, candidate no did you see his interview what has he done now he got interviewed actually i don't know who you might know who this person is because you're hip z z way z z i w e yeah she is a, she has a show actually on showtime yes that actually premiered at the top of this or middle of this month may i think it was 17th or 7th okay so tell me who she is because i actually don't know a comedian oh okay that's it okay she watched the show actually so on her show on her showtime show actually oh, she interviewed andrew yang he's not doing well and he 
he's been getting some he really bad press. Is not doing well, and he was doing okay for. Quite well, what a while. happened there? I thought we liked him. He went downhill after. Oh, what did, did he say? Something insensitive about like poor people. I mean, that wouldn't. Make sense. <laughs> he's a billionaire, right? I can't actually remember. I can't actually remember exactly, or even pinpoint exactly what happened. I actually forget. I actually forget. But this was maybe about, if my memory serves me correctly, which it probably doesn't, about a month ago, month and a half ago. Oh, things started to go downhill. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's a few things going on in this interview. I watched it because I was like, this is such a marvelous piece of train wreck. It was just very confusing. I don't know. Like, what happened? I want to know. So there's like a few things that I was like, oh no, like he just really showed his age. And I was like, but not in a graceful way. I think so. So, so for me, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Soy hates old people. <laughs> I'm just an ageist. No. Okay. So my thing is this if you're like a politician and you're of a certain age, and you most likely are because if you're a politician, like <laughs> you appeal to younger people. Like through ideas, right? Like I don't appeal to young people by trying to be like cool and hip because it just it's so awkward to watch. And like the vast majority of people can't pull that off. They can't. And so I feel like that was like really highlighted in this interview. So like for example, she asked him what like if she listen if he listens to hip hop or something to that effect. She asks him, yeah, if he listens to hip hop, yeah, okay. And uh, then he says yes, obviously. And it's like first off. It sounds like you don't, so you probably should have said no. But he said yes. Oh, no. And then so she, like, follows up and asks him what his favorite Jay-Z song is. I'm going to let you guess. What do you think Andrew Yang's favorite Jay-Z song is? Mm -hmm. Two. Mm -hmm. Two answers. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of my favorite Jay-Z song. I can tell you it's not Andrew Yang's. (laughs) Probably not. It might be something off, I don't know, maybe like off Watch the Throne. Maybe it's going to be niggas in Paris. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because Asian and white people love that song. They do. They do. It is a fun song. They do. They do. Okay. Now your second answer. Wow, I can't believe I got that right. Okay. Um, Okay. If it's not going to be, next one is probably going to be off like the blueprint. Um, Um... I was a middle-aged Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really have to put yourself in that mindset. But something hype, but with a good, like, steady beat. It's something that you can, like, really follow along to. Oh, no, he might like that one with Alicia Keys. What's that? What's that? Um, oh, uh, um, Concrete Jungle. To go wet dream, dream tomato. tomato. Uh, New York State of Mind. New York State of Mind. That is what he should have said. No. What did he say? Numb. Numb. The one with Lincoln Park. That's not what i was expecting it's just like it's it's just, it's, it's just clear like a wrong it's almost like a wrong answers a only wrong... situation like if you can't be like i listen to hip-hop and then when someone asks you what your favorite Jay-Z song is it's numb and n-words in paris oh gosh oh my oh no it was it was bad so like he said that and then like i mean i mean at least he had the niggas embarrassed i mean at least that is you know but they that's know that's a pretty good. That's a pretty solid song. But no, like hip hop, you know, the, the, the hip hop snobs are not going to be like, you know, that's my favorite JC song. She, <laughs> I don't even hold on. How about the 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 chorus in that? No, uh, I actually don't remember. Oh, that's of yelling. 
Okay. Anyway, she also. <laughs> I just feel like she he wasn't practical. Like so, like she also asked him what huh. racial stereotypes are true. It's such like a like a funny question. Like <laughs> like a comedy show host would ask you. That like, is a funny... like a new age comedy host would ask you. And like he just. It was just bad. He's like, he's like, oh, I guess I have to stick with Asian what? stereotypes. No. As like, no, don't say that out loud. Just, just give us the Asian stereotypes. But is it? Is he from New York? We're gonna get there. But yes, the answer, so short answer is yes. Say like I don't know. Yeah. Okay, wow. Sorry. Okay, what? Okay. And then he's like, I'm gonna stick to some of the benign things, and he goes on to list some like. The more... correct answer is none. That is the correct answer. <laughs> The correct answer is none. And this is why we need to dis- dismantle blah, 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 blah. He could have went into a really great political answer there. Yeah, he did not. She asked him what his favorite subway station is. And, <laughs> and he said Times Square because that's his stop. That's his stop for his home? Like, I guess so. Wow. Also out of touch. All right. Right. So with this is the point of ridicule, where the ridicule, ridicule begins, because very quickly the internet picked up on it and basically was like, that's how you know he's not a New Yorker. Exactly. When your favorite subway station is Times Square. That's a disaster. Yeah. And First of all, everybody's going out and getting off to go to work. That would be like our equivalent of like Union Station. Union freaking no, not even yeah, actually. You know what? No, not even Union Station. That would be like Oh, Dundas. Young and Dundas. The, the Young and Dundas Square, whatever that station okay, is. Okay, realistically, it would probably be Union Station. But like annoyance, like Dundas, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Dundas. Like nobody's enjoying walking through Dundas. First of <laughs> nobody's enjoying walking a half a mile just so you can like change directions. Cause you have to get off and then come and then walk across like for like a kilometer just to switch like, directions on the train. Yes, I agree. That was this is a terrible station. I haven't done that in my wow. Um anyway, so there was then a cartoon on the Daily News, New York Daily News, where it depicts one Andrew Yang emerging from Times Square station, subway station. And then a store owner says, the tourists are back. And it's Andrew Yang. And it's Andrew Yang. As a tourist. So this has prompted lots of uh, negative feedback. To be honest, I didn't see it at first. I still don't really see it, but I was like, okay. So basically... Andrew Yang comments, okay? He sees this thing and he says, Yesterday, a Daily News cartoon was published that depicted me or a racialized caricature clearly intended to be me as a tourist in Times Square, blah, blah, blah. I've seen images like this before in history books from the turn of the century and World War II, images of Asians having beady slanted eyes and buck teeth, blah, 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 blah. Etc. 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 So basically, <sighs> we pivoted into this is a racial caricature and a racist cartoon. Wow, you know, playing the victim card here is not. That's not it. I sweets. didn't see it for it either. I that's was not it. Sweets. I yeah. I looked at it again and I was like, okay, yeah, they drew him with slanty eyes. And actually, the did they? they did. His eyes just look closed. <laughs> that's the same thing. His eyes are just closed. <laughs> because they're so slanty and small. What? So the, <laughs> It is a slanty eye. It is not aggressively slanty. He looks like at the end of a marathon where your arms are up and your yeah. eyes are closed. So so actually the Daily News like updated the cartoon to remove the slants. 
Is it with his eyes fully open? <laughs> I guess so. Just like giant manga eyes. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but basically they talk about like, and then there's all this stuff on the internet about like, oh, like constantly being portrayed as foreign or whatever, whatever, even though you're like a New Yorker, he is a true New Yorker, blah, 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 blah. And like invoking a lot of the Asian hate stuff that's been going on or stop Asian hate stuff that's been going on. I don't see Okay, so I don't see it. I know what they're saying and what they're saying is true. I just don't see it as applicable in this case. I don't see it. It's, it is not the most like best constructed joke, but y- you know what they're saying. You're, they're saying like Andrew Yang is like this out of touch person who may, I'm going to, I'm going to do some work on f- for them. Okay. I'm assuming they're saying like, he's this rich person who like during the pandemic left New York because he's so rich. He has another home somewhere else. And, you know, he comes in at his favorite station is Times Square. And it's like, you're not a real New Yorker. Just I'm going to I'm going to assume they mean that he is like out of touch. And all indications I've seen so far is that he is indeed out of touch. Yeah, exactly. Ex- you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just that's not it. And this counterpoint, just because you don't like what they said, it does not negate the fact that you do seem to be a tourist. First of all, the correct answer for Again, the correct answer is none of the stations because you know what? They're all a little gross uh, and they all smell. <laughs> yeah, no one actually likes No one likes subway, <laughs> subway. subway station. I don't even, I don't like ours. Yeah. So the daily, with the editor. Actually, you know what? The correct answer is the station where I get off, actually. <laughs> the station where I get off and go home. The closest one to my home. That's my favorite station because I get to and fro where I need to go. Well, technically, his station is apparently in Times Square. Well, again, most people go there to go work. <laughs> you know, people are going there because they, they need to travel from somewhere, a little borough to get to work. Mm, yeah. No, I I don't know. I see what they're trying to go for. I just don't necessarily think this is that. And for me, like, What's this is so. Station? I don't know, like Wellesley. <laughs> <laughs> it's such such a dumb question that it really deserved a dumb answer, but not this kind of dumb answer. I don't know. I just for me, it's like if you're a politician, like this feels so low on the ladder of things that are going to be said about you. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, mm-hmm. this is what we're making a fuss about. Mm-hmm. Like you're in for a rough one. <laughs> Sounds like you just didn't like the content, sir. You just didn't like the content. So the editorial page editor of Daily News said, Yang is a leading contender to be mayor of New York City, and as as commentators, his opponents and the news editorial board have pointed out, he's recently revealed there are major gaps in his knowledge of New York City politics and policy, nor has he ever voted in a mayoral election. The cartoon is a comment on that period. End of story. So they said, we replaced the eyes, but suck my dick. Exactly. (laughs) Our opinion still stands. Nonsense. I hear that. I hear that. I hope that doesn't make me a race traitor. Wow. Whoops. It might. Not bad. I just don't cape for... That's that's another topic. I don't cape for things just because we are similar. No, because if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Period. Okay. Anyway, that's my dumb things for you. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and take a break and we shall be back with Armchair Critic. Mm -hmm. And we are back with... 
armchair critic. And this week we are talking about those who wish me dead. <laughs> Such an intense title. It is. It is a rather in, <laughs> intense title for a rather, you know, I guess a pretty fitting movie. And this one, it stars Angelina Jolie as Hannah, Finn Little as Connor, Nicholas Holt as Patrick, Aidan Gillen as Jack, John Berthenthal as Ethan, Medina Sengor as Allison, Tyler Perry as Tyler Perry. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Tyler Perry does not show up as Medea in this movie. No, Tyler Perry plays the uh, Tyler Perry when he's not playing his characters all the time he <laughs> plays the same character all the time when he's not playing what Medea. what is that a serious black man scary intimidating kind of mysterious ish i'm into it i'm into that tyler perry i i you know i didn't even know that he was actually in it until until i saw him i was like well oh, okay tyler perry all right cool all right showed up yeah so that, that's what we're reviewing this week um obviously spoiler alerts if you haven't watched it yet do you want to describe what it's about? You know what? It, I want to, but I can't say that I confidently know. Um, Damn. Something, something, something. A man and his the man works for the DEA's. Uh, no, he's an accountant, but he's a forensic accountant. So he adds up things that don't make sense. This is also in his descriptor when he was explaining it to his son. <laughs> And so apparently some things are tied to really big and bad, scary, important people and like senators and some things are not adding up and he's pretty much uncovering it. At the same time, of course, there's a kill squad going out to clean up and tie up all the loose ends and kill everybody who is privy to this information. And he's on the run. (laughs) He's on the run for his life because he's the one with who has all the tea. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're really not good at this <laughs> no <laughs> okay so they are, yes they're on a run this is like the very beginning they're on a run and i feel like i said enough without giving it away but you missed all the angelina jolie stuff oh okay yeah oh yeah angelina jolie <laughs> so angelina jolie is a smoke jumper i think that's what they're called saved you know put out fires in the forest and like predict where the fire is going etc etc uh and she has this like traumatic thing that happens to her in the past that makes her damaged mm-hmm. and then her path intersects with child of the forensic accountant and then they're basically on the run from these killers who wish them dead dead who wish them dead yeah so what did you think you know what i will say it was shot really well for an action movie it was written pretty pretty solidly and for a cast that seemed pretty small you know it did a really great job of filling the rest of it with interesting and here i say interesting cinematography unlike some other movies that we've watched watching just for it desert nonsense anyways yeah oh, wow it was, it was it was shot really well the characters were pretty believable the chemistry also was really on point, I can say, between between the characters. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed that. What else really stood out to me? I think that's about it. You're not going to talk about this black pregnant woman in this movie? No, wasn't she like an ex-seal or something? I don't know if they said that. Am I making that up? Is that fake news? Well, they run a survivalist school. 
I definitely missed that. <laughs> when did they say that? I don't remember. Well, well, hey, clear. Well, clearly she's an instructor, or she aced the course. Okay, yeah. So there's this like the whole chunk of the movie that involves this. Like she's like initially introduced to you as the wife, a wife character, mm-hmm. and you think it's gonna go one way, and like she's pregnant too. She is six months pregnant, I believe. Yeah, and so she's pretty. She's pretty in there. She's in that uh, second trimester, and she basically just like upends everything you expect to happen with that character, mm-hmm. and she's like a total bad bitch. It's it's great. She probably gets more action beats than everyone else. Like Angelina Jolie doesn't really fight in this movie. Doesn't she gets a hammer for a while? Is it or an axe? No, I don't even think it's an axe. So I think it's a crowbar. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Some sort of weapon that she uses for like one scene. This is not some. I wouldn't say this is an action movie. No, I'd say it's more of a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that woman. I I was like, a this is with action. Element. I was like, this is amazing. Like I just remember like that scene. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Just very unexpected. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think so. I agree with what you said. It's perfectly fine. I think <laughs> it made. I don't know. It's another one of those movies that makes me like wish it was better because like it had so many strong elements. You know, like to me, like the the beginning chunk of this movie is like really good, mm-hmm. and everyone in it is really good. Like the kid is really good. Angelina Jolie is good. And then a lot of the, the characters are, or a lot of the actors are playing against type. Like, so people who you expect to be one thing because of what they do in the past, have done in the past. Like, maybe they do other things instead. So, I don't know. I just thought it could be better. Because then, like, when it gets to, like, the back half or, like, the back third, like, it almost feels like, to me, like, they didn't know what to do with it. Uh, uh. Well, I mean, before you, before you get there, before you get there, I mean... What I will say that I did like, I did like the realism of, of your, if you're doing something of this magnitude, the small team of only two people makes sense because there's little people that know about this kind of particular mode or line of work makes the most sense. And then they keep saying that, yeah, we should have had a bigger team. And I was like, yeah, it it makes, but it makes sense that it is a small team, you know, to get this job done and like just tie up those loose ends. Oh, you mean the killers? Yeah. No, Which he was also... saying they should have had two teams so that they hit them both at the same time. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is I like the idea of it having it being just a small team of just them two. No, I've, I think it, like, the character said that it should have been it should have been a bigger team. But I like that they only kept it at two two teams because whoever the ops overseeing this was like, no, it's going to be just you two doing this. No, he, the guy was saying that at the beginning they should have had two teams, which is true because the whole point of what this... What guy? So the, one of the guys of the in the kill squad, one of the two guys... Said That's what I'm saying. ...should have been two, and there should have been two because because there was only one, this is the whole reason the plot of this movie kicks in. I understand what you're saying, but I understand why the ops overseeing this was like it should have only been the two of you on this small team to get this job done because the less people that know about it makes most sense. No, I disagree. That doesn't make sense because if they had two teams, then they wouldn't have this problem. Mm. If they hit them both at the same time, then the person wouldn't have realized that he was in danger and then all this shit would have happened. I guess. But I did like... They do make for great villains, though. Yeah, I did like them playing... And like the way they talked about it was also cool. Like It's like they were so... 
unemotional about it. I mean, they just talked about it like it was like a regular degular job. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go, if you're gonna blow up somebody's house, I, I don't feel like you should have or you should have like some kind of remorse. Like it doesn't make any sense. No, I agree. But I mean, it's just that usually in these movies, like they they don't portray them like that. Well, I mean, interestingly enough that you say that because you could see almost a change of heart, especially when um, he's like creates the forest fire towards the later half of the movie. You can see the one with like the little shaggy hair. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he kind of is like, he kind of, you can kind of see the, mm. the change on his face where he's like, eh, should we be lighting a whole forest on fire? Oh, yes. And he has reservations about yeah. shooting a kid. Exactly. And it's like, eh, global warming, you know. But like, yeah. so, but like to me, that's like a, a good example of something that I was set up, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But then in the back end of the movie, it doesn't really factor in. But I like that because you're still doing a job. I know, but it doesn't. They, they, there's no real payoff, is what I mean. They did. They, they have this good idea, and then at the end, it just they kind of forget about it. Like so, like I wouldn't say forget about it. I think it just shows the the, the layers to the character no. and how complicated something like this would be in real life. Because obviously you're still doing a job. Because I mean, on one hand, I feel like at my day job, like, yeah, capitalism is not the best thing. But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> I got to get it done. I, there's a job to be done. I need to make money. So it is what it is. I still feel bad about it sometimes. I'm like, but it is what it is. I got to get it done. I, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is I don't think the movie fully explores that to its full extent. Too boring. It would be boring if they did. Because at if, the if end... They, if they started, though, and continued with that, I would have been like, no, let's just tap out. Let's tap out. It's going to get preachy. I don't want to see it. You're going to start preaching to your 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 partner about how we shouldn't be doing this? Eh. Yuck. It's not preachy. But I mean, okay, so at the end, like, and I think it's probably in the script that they were trying to address it. So in the end, Nicholas Holt is basically presented with the opportunity to kill the kid but oh he doesn't shoot him right he what well, like that's, that's, well he doesn't have a gun at that point oh but like so like there you're like oh like here's gonna come back and I, i'm not saying like he had to he's gonna decide to not kill the kid or whatever and that's like that's that's how that should have been done but it doesn't really factor in at that point anymore like I, you don't really show he doesn't really show him struggling with it mm. and so that's to me that's like an example like oh like that would have been the point to do something with this idea that you have set up. No, I feel like he had the opportunity to shoot a kid, especially when that kid was playing like peekaboo back and forth, jumping in and out of the scene. I feel like he did. Have he didn't have the gun anymore. You sure? Yeah. I feel like he did. No, because Angelina Jolie knocked it out of his hand huh. with his with that little pickaxe. Huh. I guess. I don't know. I just, it's fine. This is the kind of movie your dad would like to watch, I think. Definitely. Definitely. I thought, okay, here's what I thought that was a little stupid though. If you feel so strongly that somebody's coming after you and they're and and you're gonna leave your house with no intention of coming back to your house because you feel like people are after you. Why would you drive a car that is registered <laughs> to you across whatever state mm. on a car? Doesn't it seem like it would make it would make a little bit more sense to be a little bit less undetected? I don't know. Also, maybe change your outfit, put on a wig. Hmm. I don't yeah. know, dress up as a woman, get a rental car. Yeah. I don't know. Things like that just make sense to me. Yeah. He does. He just kind of runs away. And it's like, okay. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, how bad do you think this is then? Exactly. How bad do you really think this is? 
because they blew up the house. <laughs> the they, other they guy's blew house. Up, they blew <laughs> up a whole mansion. Yeah, that's interesting. What did you think of uh, your fave, Angelina Jolene, back in movies again? I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm always here for her. I'm always here for her. I thought that it was, uh, but she's always good. Is she always good? She is always good. The scripts, not so much. But she, her, herself, what she's doing, yeah, she's always good. She looks. Um, <laughs> she has her like, fellas look fantastic. And her makeup. Yeah, I need to get so whoever she went to. I need. I want to visit them. That office. She has looks a good, great. She has this great smoky eye going on for the whole thing. So good. So good. Even <laughs> just even like, with those awful bangs. Not all those awful feathered bangs. She looks fantastic. And even when you she You know what? Oh, I was gonna say up. I was gonna say actually everyone actually looks really good in them. Yes, they're, everyone, they're attractive. People. Everyone looks really great. I don't know what that's about. Everyone has fantastic skin, the makeup's on point, everyone looks good in it. Everyone looks like a movie star. Everyone looks like a movie star. Yeah. Every single person. Even when she gets like beat up and you know there's like blood and wounds or whatever on her face. And she yeah, gets but... hit by lightning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she no. still has a great smoky yeah. eye. Yeah. Still looks fantastic. Does does indeed. Uh yeah, even even like the forensic scientist guy. Everybody looks good in it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean it's your st- it's it's a good standard thriller it's not gonna you know it's a good it's it's a good it's a good movie. it's, it's like a, a b a it's, it's it's a b it's a b you're not gonna be angry that you watched it you're not and it's not it's not too long of a runtime i i like i liked it i liked it yeah yeah, yeah it's fine yeah i don't really have anything really super constructive to say because <laughs> it wasn't bad yeah it wasn't bad wow, wow. it's such such a what a rigging endorsement wow it was fine. It was fun. You get a resounding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Is that our show? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening because I don't have anything else to say about this. I want to say a date for you to listen back, but just go ahead and subscribe. Okay. Just go ahead and subscribe. And whenever it comes out, you'll see it published yeah. in your feed. Uh, if you have any inquiries, please reach out to jerkandsoy at gmail.com. Follow us on our socials, jerkandsoy, and we'll see you at some point in the future. <laughs> Bye-bye. We're really losing track of it. Bye. (laughs)